My name is Latoya Johnston, and I am the Partnerships Coordinator at BRIC. The Partnerships team collaborates with nonprofit organizations, community groups, film festivals, and local events throughout the year. Today, we are talking with Rolanda Tellisford Hastick and Tamara Hastick Ivy, the daughters of the late Dr. Roy Hastick Sr., founder of the Caribbean American Chamber of Commerce and Industry. He was a mentor, community leader, and a pillar in the Caribbean American community. Rolanda, please introduce yourself to our audience and tell us about your work with YWCA Brooklyn. Thank you so much, Latoya, for that introduction. Hello, audience of Brooklyn Free Speech. My name is Rolanda Tellisford Hastick, and I am a director at the YWCA of Brooklyn. The YWCA is one of the largest and oldest women's organization in the United States with a mission to eliminate racism and empower women and girls. And currently we do that by way of education, advocacy, and programs. And Tamara, please introduce yourself to our audience and tell us what type of work you do. Hello, uh, Free Speech Audience Brooklyn. It's Tamara Ivey with Ashley Stewart. I'm one of the marketing managers of customer acquisitions here. I'm also one of the faces of the brand for all social media and marketing initiatives, Ashley TV. And how we partner with Reactor is on the ground activations as far as any type of social media influencer support, interview support on the step and repeat red carpet events and all that good stuff. We have a lot of great events uh, coming up this actual virtual car uh, carnival season. So look forward to that on social media with Reactor and myself, I'm Tamara Avi on Instagram. So my first question is, how did you both become involved in the West Indian American Day Carnival Association? And how has that role evolved over the years? Hmm. Okay, so I'm the oldest, so I get to go first, right, Tamara? <laughs> yes. <laughs> in, that, in that order, right? So, you know, we have been involved with this um, association and organization since we were out of birth, out of our mama's wombs, you can say. Okay, from, from childhood to now, we've always been enthralled into that culture of, you know, um, you know, Panorama and the Kitty's Carnival and all the amazing food and the beautiful costumes. You know, we've been um, on several committees just from as, 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 as far as I can remember, our father had us out there um, with his partnership with, with, with the West Indian Carnival Association. Mm -hmm. And then as far as uh, I'm concerned, when growing up in Brooklyn and Flatbush, we used to be, you know, it was more so like a masquerader type thing, you know, partnering <laughs> with Burkeet. And, you know, I was a Burkeet little girl and woman for years. <laughs> and then um, as I got older, my sister, my our younger sister, Renee, asked us to be on the volunteer team in about 2015. So I took part in the volunteer team, then met with some of the marketing people, Miss Karen, um, uh, Rhea and things like that, and Michelle. So once we met, uh, it was just a perfect segue into partnering with Ashley and even the YWCA, um, bringing in all of our jobs together and our culture. So that's how it really happened. You know, just being born and raised in Brooklyn and just having the, the actual We Have Cook family in our back doors all year long. And not yeah, just during carnival time either. 
And watching dad over the course of the years doing the work with um, the former, uh, now deceased, um, the brilliant William R. Bill Howard. Um, so President Howard working with him one-on-one, -on -one, all the strategic meetings they had inside of the house as far as the safety measures with Juve that would happen, you know, our, our, our family and this association, even on that level, have been strategic partners um, ongoing throughout the course of the years. So as a child, do you remember the elders planning for the parade? What were those memories like? Yeah, memories are fun. <laughs> the memories are fun. I love it. Um, long nights, long production nights. Yes. Um, and, and nonstop. And you're not, so, and, and it starts in like, you know, carnival season starts in February across abroad in Trinidad. But production here in the U.S., we would be up from, you know, the beginning of Memorial Day weekend all the way till the night before Carnival, um, assisting with production and setting up a panorama, brass fest. It would be an all-weekend family fun thing. And, you know, um, being that Caribbean Heritage Month is in June, we it was just something that was, we would just do, you know, and just have fun all the way from June to September, right after Labor Day, you know, you get ready for school and work. But, you know, throughout the years, dad and, and the Wiatka uh, family, you know, they made sure that they kept, you know, the, the culture thriving through Flatbush, you know, especially mm -hmm. especially through the Canton market, you'd be able to go there to get your flags during Juve, like my sister, sister said. Um, and, you know, right there, that's like kind of the starting point of Juve mass in the morning time, 6 a.m. and you go into Canton market and you're picking up all your flags and all your, your different things for um, carnival. So it was always fun, long nights, like we said, and it's still the same way, but we love it. Still the same way, and we love it. And the community and the team of the commitment that yeah. that the board and all the committee members and hundreds and thousands of volunteers that it takes to put this thing on. And, you know, our formal meetings and informal meetings, right? Because it is the Brooklyn community, and that's how we move together. Mm -hmm. I love that these memories or this trip down memory lane is bringing a smile to you guys' faces. I love that. So uh, tell us There's so about much to put out. We're trying to like hold in so much because it's so much. Right. To put out of those great memories. So tell us about your father, Dr. Roy Hastick Sr. We understand he passed earlier this year, but played a major role in the Caribbean community in Brooklyn. Yeah, so our late and great and dear father that we still even have conversations with him, um, unfortunately passed away um, due to complications with COVID in April of this year. You know, COVID was really, you know, we're all in this pandemic era and so there's been a tremendous loss. Um, in terms of who he is, he was a people's people. His um, famous phrase was networking works if you work it. You know, right. from the earliest years of him starting off as a Port Authority officer and making those connections that led him into meeting his friends in government and, you know, um, running e-commerce business and just that, you know, just he's just a man who is one that was well respected in his community, was an advocate mm -hmm. for the Caribbean diaspora. And he knew that if you put together people together who are like-minded, who are from the same culture, 
um, there are no holes to those barriers. So was to just create those synergies among, amongst people to promote economic advancement for our community because mm-hmm. underserved, right, um, community here. And so he just always wanted us to always have a seat at the table, right, and have legacy for our children to do the same thing. And so mm-hmm. his services to so his work even with Wadika, all of that had the similar synergy to uplift his community overall. You know, that's, that's who he was, right? We could get into the many accolades as far as, you know, being invited to the White House by two different presidents, right? Um, so they can strategize on the Caribbean diaspora and economics, you know, lo- for the local communities. You know, he was a strategist, right? And he was just a great person. He made you feel like, and if anybody who's ever met him, they, he made them feel like they were literally the only person in the room, right? Mm-hmm. He respected everyone in their perspective places because him himself have been in many different levels in his professional um, career. So he understands at every level what it takes on to be empathetic towards the human experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you want to add to that, Tamara? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking like about story. Him. Yeah, which story to add? <laughs> um, I remember there was a time because Rose said so many great things that, you know, just touched on how he wanted us to, you know, maneuver in our careers. And uh, I remember when I was getting a job at Summer Youth and um, it was with BLS and I was like, Dad, I'm getting a job with Summer Youth um, through BLS. And he was like, oh, tell them, you know, you're Dr. Hastick's daughter and watch what happened. <laughs> So I didn't tell them on purpose because I knew that, you know, I would get special treatment because everybody loves him um, because of his humbleness. You know, he doesn't really use his name like that. But, you know, when it's like an internship or something, he wanted you to succeed. Right. So um, I didn't tell them. And then one day he had a meeting and he told them I was his daughter was at the office. So, you know, he's coming up there and um, they were like my bosses were like Frankie Crocker. Mr. Council, even um, Mr. Sutton, we're like, why didn't you tell us that um, you're, talking about, daddy. you're talking about legends that have paved the way for civil rights movements, music. Um, Frankie you, Crocker was the voice of New York City. Mr. Adrian Council, big name in, uh, in uh, AM radio. And my dad, our dad was just a part of all of that. That's a legacy. And Percy Sutton was Malcolm X's um, lawyer. So, with, and we're still friends with the uh, with Betty. The Shabazz, daughters of Malcolm X, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, with that being said, um, they came. Dad had a meeting, and he was like, "Tam," and I and I was like, "Dad, no." <laughs> and that, they, yeah. And um, they were like, "Well, we knew it was something because she not only she would work in her department, she would network. You know, I would get like the lunches together, make sure the whole office was together because." Inner city broadcasting, like three separate floors, and we would just do everything together with the Wendy Williams show and stuff like that. So when people found out that that was my dad, you know, it just made things a little bit easier. But I wanted to work hard to, you know, show him that, you know, we can do it through it, through his advice and through his acknowledgement of what we wanted to do and support, you know, in the community because we wanted to be our own women. Um, but we also want to make sure that people understand that my, our dad has a legacy and he created, you know, so many different relationships, marriages even, um, 
because of how he thought about, you know, how to work with people as opposed to using people, you know, and, and that's what we loved about him because he helped, he showed us how to capitalize and in our relationship as sisters, that's what we do. You know, we bring our companies together, our jobs, and we try to see how we could work together. I remember when Astra Stewart was going bankrupt in 2013, never told my sister that we were doing that, asked her to support us in, with an event at the YWCA. It was amazing. Almost, I don't even know, I don't even know how many boxes of clothes we gave away, but the women from the YWC were so, YWCA were so grateful. And it's just things like that that we love to do in the community. So this is how people know us for giving back. So that's what we try to do with our father's legacy and, you know, try to really continue on uh, things, the positive things that, he, that he's done in the community through our jobs and careers. So what impact did he have on the growth of the celebration of the Labor Day Parade? And what should he be remembered for? That's a good question. So I would say that, you know, he definitely helped develop some of these um, relationships that Wapka also now has, right? He um, helped strategize. Let, let's, let's talk about Juve, right? So all of the safety and um, safety and policies and measures that were put in place. He was the one to bring the police department, community partners, elected officials to sit down and, and have that discussion. I remember like every, well, let's say about two years ago, right? And every year, even prior to that, Juve has had, you know, this stigma over it, right? He has been really the one instrumental, you know, Juve started in our homeland of Grenada, Right. You can see our flags is up. So that's something that was dear to, you know, even, you know, not just the culture of, you know, the Caribbean community, but his plan that he wanted to make sure that, you know, we can do things safety. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I know he really did a lot of substantial good work in, in, in bringing the community together, all the elected officials together to make sure Juve was safe. And then he's been an honorary ambassador every year, I think, right? He's an uh, official honorary yes. marshals. His work continues, you know, like I said, he works closely with um, all teams to make sure that we have fun on that day. And yes. that's mm -hmm. the celebration. Yeah, and he should also be remembered for uh, the culture, right? You know, as, as far as, the, the 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 networking works how how do we all come together on labor day the the spirit of flags the spirit of representing where you're from the spirit of coming mm -hmm. together and eating oil down the spirit of coming together and having curry cubes yes the spirit yes. of our culture you know and we do that well he used to gal galvanize golden crust all these different you know tropical paradise yes. all these different restaurants and things like that leading up to all these different events and you and our father's event what we just did was caucus in the um february everybody comes and knows that you're going to a caribbean american chamber event it's going to be great it's going to be networking you're going to leave with things you're going to leave with tangible information to use for the future i'm glad you brought up golden crust because everybody knows that as a staple mm -hmm. Oh, if anyone who's a foodie who likes good yes. um, food knows about Golden Cross. Right. And I remember when Colette Burnett had super wings up here. He was very instrumental in helping mm -hmm. launch in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. and, he and he should also be, you know, even in my career, 
a lot of women that I've come across, Vera Moore Cosmetics, True Indian yes. Hair, Eyelash Extensions, also known as Silent Giants. Um, in the yes, Michigan all of these small businesses, yeah. That he should, he, he's known all over the world. I travel all over the world with my job, and wherever I go, they're like, you're Dr. Hastick's daughter? Wow. And people love it because... They know who he is as far as a networker. You understand? So and he's helped these businesses, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and he's, he's helped, helped these businesses, business. yeah, through small business Develop. services, mm -hmm. minority women in business, and things like that. So, and a lot mm -hmm. of these women's women are also our friends now, our sisters that are brought into our family because our father guided them in their businesses. So, um, and our brothers too. Don't let's not yeah. leave out the men because you know, like the, so you many, know. So There's some men out brother. there because that's, like I said, he made you feel like he was yours, right? So yeah. as us children, we, we knew that we were clear that we had to share this man with everybody else, right? And the same investment that he would give to us as his family, he would do the same thing for his community. Right. It sounds like your dad took on a lot of work, a lot of, of the community and building up a lot of things in the community. How did he do it all? So he was an island of his own, okay? But he did grow strong leaders. That's one thing that good leaders do. They produce stronger leaders, right? And so him being a mentor of all mentors, right? He has really planted seeds into people and we see everyone now coming together to secure each other, right? Mm -hmm. We'll continue in his legacy it just is to keep those connections going. But honestly, this man was unbelievable he has he has been in everything we're still we're still finding out things today projects that he has been formally involved in um you know um recently you know he has the kn market uh, mm -hmm. that is up here um and, and i'm pointing this way because i literally live a block away from the place um i think he strategically made me move on this block but that's another conversation within itself um but yeah, we see that project coming into place, right? Um, the governor also had just released um, um, a new housing, um, affordable housing um, initiative. And one of the buildings and one of the community projects will also be named after my father because of that work, right? Um, another one also by the mayor's office, um, a community center on Flatbush Avenue, on um, Clarkson Avenue when my father first moved and, and lived and we shared a home here, our first time in Brooklyn, there's also a community project that's going to be built. And all of it is similar work, right? Mm -hmm. It's supporting the community with affordable housing, with childcare services, with small business services, mm -hmm. kind of services that would help someone thrive in their lives, that will help them heal from their past traumas, um, that will promote economic sustainability and economic advancement. These are the pro this is the project and the legacy that he loved here for us, but also seeing his friends in government, honoring him in, his, in this way and continuing other projects with his name as well. Oh my gosh, it doesn't get better than that. The fact I work in a building that's um, with regards to a similar model of what our family work is, is an honor for me within, it, within itself because it's all about taking care of the community and making sure we are economically sustainable, sustainable, sustainable and creating equity for all. Mm -hmm. 
That's right, because in this current economy, it's so important that we care for small businesses. And I know that your father used his business as an incubator to help startups and small businesses. Please tell us more about that. You want to tell me about the KM market? No, go ahead. Yeah, so the KM market, you know, um, you know, originally, you know, when we, it, it frames from, let me, let me say that over again. It starts from, you know, when you're in the regular marketplace in your own West Indian Island, the merchants are outside, right? So we had a similar thing here in Flatbush on KN Avenue, where we had all the different merchants, they were kind of like outside selling their little spices and all of their stuff from the islands, right? But it wasn't safe enough for them, right? You know, winter would come, you know, summer would come, there'll be different kind of like climates and stuff. And we wanted to support them, you know, um, you know, small businesses to grow and flourish. So my father's organization, the Caribbean American Chamber of Commerce, partnered with, you know, again, his elected friends in government, community departments and members, even some people in corporate and private entities and brought them all together and said, look, we have these people out here in the street. What can we do to help them? Right. This is an idea that I have. Can you support this idea? The idea was to create a, a mass incumbent that will house them as they scale and grow their businesses and sustain them even the more. So that project is done and now we're scaling it even in, even more because we are also now including um, permanent 100% safe, affordable housing. So it, it continues. So he's like, listen, we got to make these people thrive. So he created that. They are... Mm-hmm. And now, guess what's happening in this community? Housing, right? People are out here on the streets and it's not affordable apartments. We have all of these developers coming in. It's a very gendified community. And when he saw that happening, he was like, okay, we're going to build 100% over 200 units of affordable housing on top of the KN market, right? So now we've scaled up. So that's a little bit about the flat. Yep. I love it. I love that your father created legacy community for your family. And I love that you ladies and your, you know, your siblings are continuing on to live out his legacy. Is there anything you would like to add that we haven't touched on? No, I think that, um, you know, people should utilize this type of podcast as, you know, a stepping stone on, you know, hope and faith on being optimistic about their businesses. And, you know, uh, people like our father, Dr. Hastic, you know, coming to this country as an immigrant with a dream and, you know, creating a legacy, never giving up on your dreams, staying focused and, you know, never burning any bridges. These are, you know, some accolades that a lot of young people need to assess today in order to be successful with morals in business. And then applying all of the strategic things that my sister was saying about, you know, being a networker, ensuring that you create relationships, ensuring that you educate yourself on, you know, the business aspect of having a small business because it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of family and friends and support, but at the same time, it's really yours. So you have to do the work in order to be successful. And that's what our father did. So that's why we work so hard. So that way, you know, people can see as an example, you know, whatever my sister do, you know, I'm, she's a couple years old and I, I follow. That's just, you know, we just have respect, 
you know, so things like that. A lot of the young people need those type of grooming tools to get them started because it's all about small businesses, supporting small businesses, black businesses, and investing in our community and ensuring that, you know, we're helping our community flourish and grow. And that's, you know, the Caribbean American Ch uh, Chamber of Commerce in a nutshell. Yeah, and, and to add to that, I do want to shout out my sister, Camille Hastick who is taking on a charge to continue the work with Kathy. Um, so she's, she's there and we are supporting her in that work. Mm -hmm. And then, I, you know, small businesses and economic advancement, that's, that's Camille's wheelhouse. So she would be at that helm um, and we would support that work. And then my sister Renee um, Hastic Motes, I want to give her a shout out. Mm -hmm. She's doing amazing. She works for St. Episcopal Hospital there where she's the vice president. And she's doing amazing work for her community. I mean, they're first responders, right? Um, it's our health profession. So she's on the forefront doing that. And we all <laughs> lend support to each other to continue this work for our community. I want everyone on this podcast to know that the Hastic family is still here to support the community in any shape or form. The legacy does continue by way of my, me and my sisters and other family members and our adopted brothers and sisters in this work. The legacy mm -hmm. does by way of the elected officials, right, in our community. And we want to just make sure that you do get out and vote. That's that right. is a important thing. You know, I did, I happened to work with Brooklyn Free Speech on a project with some of my girls at the YWCA, at the YWCA yeah. College Access Program. And we released a, a voting video, which gave us an Emmy, y'all. Yeah. But the importance of the message is to continue the work by elevating your voice in your community. That's something that my father would definitely push my button to say. So please mm -hmm. get know that your voice and your vote mm -hmm. matters yeah. so that's what i would say with a final thought of any kind i would not be his daughter if i did not say that yes so what would your dad say about the current black lives matter movement he'd be like right on <laughs> like come on young people that's okay. right because you know i you know john lewis reminds me of him a lot, a lot in terms of the way that he wants his people to have everything that everyone else has right to create an equitable empathetic world right um so he would be like yes he was like carry on you know carry on marching carry on speaking you know, and be safe, you know, because also he is a firm believer in safety, right? Um, and then so in terms of, you know, this whole movement, he just wants everybody to be safe, but he wants those voices to be elevated. And he, he would say, right on, keep on moving, mm -hmm. right? Because that's how we create, that's how we break change. And, and Correct. Tamara, anything you would like to add? No, Melanda said everything eloquently and to the point, definitely. I agree. That's exactly what he'd say. And he would say, young people, come on, let's get together. And we have to stick together. He would definitely promote for us to, you know, peacefully come together and work together and strategize. 
Well, this was a very fruitful conversation. I feel like I learned so much about your father and the legacy that he left. A big thank you to our guests today, Rolanda and Tamara, for being on the Partnerships Podcast. And to Jose Astorga, my audio engineer and key member of the BRIC operations team. Brooklyn Free Speech is the public access television and podcast network for the borough of Brooklyn. We air over 650 hours of TV shows, films, and shorts created by Brooklyn-based community producers that reflect their perspective on the world. For more information on Brick, please visit www.brickartsmedia.org.